Awesome. Well, so glad that you're here tonight. Our part two of the Supernatural Church. Everybody say amen. What's supernatural? That's whatever's not natural. Amen. Stuff that can't be done in the natural realm. Amen. God has called us to be a part of the supernatural church. Church is not natural. It's not supposed to be natural. It's meant, you know, his, his church is meant to be supernatural. Amen. So I want to read some scriptures tonight and, um, and then we're just gonna, we're just gonna see where the Lord takes us and how far we get, uh, tonight and, uh, we'll just go from there, eh? All right, Matthew chapter 3, 1 through 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who is spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So we know, right, that John the Baptist was the forerunner, right, before Jesus. He was the one that was to prepare the way for the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. Jesus was coming to the earth. He was, he was actually born. He was already, he was in hiding, so to speak. He hadn't been revealed as the Son of God yet, but he was. He had been already born in the manger. John the Baptist was on the scene and he was tearing it up. Come on now. He had fire in his belly. He was set apart by God. He had taken a Nazarite vow. He hadn't cut his hair. He was eating that wild, that locust and wild honey. And he, he was looking quite an interesting character out in the wilderness. But he had a message and he had an anointing. And what did he do? He preached and he did what? He preached what? Repent, i.e. change. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. Newsflash. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming back bodily. Come on now to the earth again in the form or or not, not in the form, but in the clouds. He's coming back for his church in an event called the rapture. You and I should be anointed with a purpose to go and proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand to go and say, repent. It's time to be ready. It's time to ready yourself for the coming of Jesus Christ. You and I are meant to go out into the highways and the byways, into the wilderness. Come on now. And to preach, teach, and demonstrate. To go and preach and to teach and get them baptized. That sure sounds like the Great Commission to me. To go get them. Those that don't come, they get they invited. Hey, you move on. You compel people to come in. Y'all know the story that's written that Jesus gave illustrations in the parables in, in Matthew. He what he he sent. Hey, there's a wedding that's being prepared for. There's going to be a big feast. I want you to go out and invite. Every, I want you to go and invite the special guests. And what happened? They didn't come. So what he said? Go to the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. Go get them. Jesus is telling you and I the same thing. Go get them. You, you, we want to we want to sit on the sidelines and say, "Oh man, I invited people to church already." If you invited them, move on. Don't lick your wounds and say, "Oh man, I'm such a loser. They don't like me." Get over it. Go find somebody that's going to come. Amen. Don't just quit because somebody didn't come. You go move on, right? You go out there and you hustle. Are you supposed to say hustle in church? Why not? Go out there. The hand of the diligent will prosper, the Bible says. If you sit there and pick your nose, all you're going to get is a booger. 
I know that's really, oh, you go, that's disgusting, Pastor Chris. It is, I'm sorry. I worked in children's ministry for 12 years. I revert back to my, my former training. But the point is, come on, we got to get out there and hustle. We get out there and preach the gospel. We get out there and radiate the goodness of God. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. I don't know if he's coming back tomorrow or if he's coming back in 10 years or 50 years. I think it is sooner rather than later, honestly. I think things are ramping up. Why do you think there's growth pains such as pandemics and all this other drama that is going on in the world right now? To me, the the earth is rocking and rolling with the, the birth pains of the creation that's yearning for the return of Christ. Come on now. And you and I should not be ignorant of the time in which we live and not get caught up in the buying and the selling and all the rest of these things that we have to do to live. But realize that that's not our purpose, but that we're to enter into this supernatural relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. Not just a form of religion and dead works, but to actually have a true relationship with Jesus like pastor preached uh, preached on on Sunday to know Christ and to, and, to, and to walk and to know the power of his resurrection and to proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand and to actually go out and demonstrate the kingdom of God is at hand to lay hands on the sick and see people healed to cast out demons we're to walk in the supernatural it's not meant to be unusual it's meant to be normal commonplace in the church of Jesus Christ amen Hallelujah. And I'm going to say, take me, Lord. Fill me now. Anoint me with, from power, with power from on high. Woo. All right. You prayed it. He heard it. It's according to his will. It's done. It's done. So when you leave here, like last week, I challenge y'all to go do something. Come on now. I heard that there was some young adults that went over and hit up Winn-Dixie, and they did a little, you know, scatter plot, you know, little ambush on some people over there. Amen. That's awesome. My wife and some our kids went over to the Waffle House down the street, and, man, we met our server, and, boy, he was just serving it up, and I served it right up. I'm thinking to myself, well, praise him. I'm glad you were serving good because I got a good word for you. I'm up, can I pray for you? I pray for DeLester. And man, we might just have to go back tonight and check on DeLester to see if he's still there. Hallelujah. I invited him to church. He hasn't come to church yet. But I'm going to keep asking. Hallelujah. Now what happened? Jesus got anointed. Matthew 4.17. And after he was anointed, he went out into the wilderness. We know that, right? But Matthew 4.17. From that time, meaning after he was anointed with the Holy Ghost... He began to preach Jesus now, and he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Y'all starting to catch this. John the Baptist did it. who was the forerunner, like we should be doing it. Jesus came, and he's now carrying the message. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 4, 23 to 24. Then he talks about how the kingdom of heaven was manifest. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom... Notice the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom, right? This is not, we're not going to preach condemnation and shame and guilt. We're going to preach the good news that Jesus has come to love on people and to set them free from their bondage. Now, some people won't get it. They're going to keep and stay in their mess and be blind. But there's going to be a lot of people who will actually get free and actually will get healed and set free. Hallelujah. 
So he preached the gospel, Jesus did, of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Newsflash. If you want to actually do this, you have to be among the people. It's important to have a prayer life. If you want to pray, pray at home. That's fine. You can pray at the park. I don't care where you pray. But at some point, you got to go amongst the people. Wherever the people be, that's where you need to be. Oh, I'm just seeking the Lord by myself. Good. Seek the Lord by yourself. And then go find some people. Do you know, God, if you want to increase the anointing, you have to be faithful with it. With the measure that you get... You have to be faithful with that measure. And then as you're faithful with that measure, guess what happens? He increases it. The more you eat, the fatter you get. The more you drink, the more swole you get. Spiritually. Come on now. If you need to start laying hands on people if they've got a hangnail, then do it. Come on now. You've got to start somewhere. Well, let's pray. I hurt myself. I'll put a band-aid on it. Then pray for that if you have to. Come on now. But you gotta start somewhere. Everybody say, I'm gonna start somewhere. And I'm gonna start tonight. Somebody is gonna walk across your path tonight and you're gonna be, that's the one. That's the one. I'm talking about supernatural ministry. Everybody's waiting to get struck by lightning. Oh Lord. Show me, Lord, who's the one. If they're breathing and they're near you, he or she is the one. They're a candidate for salvation. Or they're a candidate for prayer, whatever the need is. They're a candidate for a miracle. The kingdom of heaven, how's it going to be at hand if you don't move your hand? So Jesus was preaching, teaching, and demonstrating. He was healing all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. That's amazing. Epileptics and paralytics, and anybody else with a tick. Amen. Fill in the blank. Now, Jesus, not only did he pick up what John the Baptist was doing, but what happened? He actually then commissioned his disciples to go do the same thing. You might say, didn't you talk a little bit about this last night? I mean, last Wednesday? I did. Repetition, somebody said, I don't know who, repetition is the mother of learning. How long are we going to say this? Until we get it. Amen. I kept hearing the same thing over and over again when I was a young adult. Eventually, it got worked into me. Come on. Matthew 10, 6 through 8. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what he told them to do. The kingdom, say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he said what? Demonstrate it. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Hey, you're here at this church right now. You're receiving freely from God right now. Do you realize the gift of salvation that's been given unto you? 
You and I didn't do anything to earn it. And we don't definitely, we don't, de- we, we definitely do not deserve it. Freely we have received, freely we must give. To realize what we have been set free from should make us not only grateful, but then all of a sudden, Lord, have your way. I will go and do and wherever and do whatever and say whatever you want me to say. Why? Because he rescued me. He rescued all of you out there too. Most of you know it, but sometimes we forget about it. Think about what you were rescued from. Some of you, I know y'all got some really hell stories that you came out of. But for me, I'm going to give you an example. I wasn't, I didn't get out of, saved out of some gutter in the natural realm. I was in a gutter in the spiritual realm. It hadn't manifested itself like some of your testimonies. I wasn't like the situation with Pastor Frank. Mine was more of probably like pride and ambition and all those other kind of things like that. But the fact was that I was just as dirty as some of as the rest of you. My heart was desperately wicked. It was fixated on evil constantly. I was a son of the devil. I was a child of disobedience. I was destined for hell, even though the outside package looked okay, like I had it together. But I was still in the same decrepit position as some other sinner that find themselves addicted to drugs or alcohol. So the same grace that comes and rescues the overt sinner, come on now, an obvious one, is the same one, the same grace that came and sinned and and forgave forgave and came upon me and caused me to be able to call upon the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. His grace kept me from some of that other stuff. Woo! Hallelujah. All things are possible. So what's the deal? I have freely received this salvation and now I'm on the hook, baby. I'm on the hook to give it out. Newsflash. If nobody's told you, you on the hook. This ain't optional. You're going to be held responsible for what you do with what you've been given. As I will too. And if I don't tell you as a pastor that reality, then I'll be held accountable. But now you have been so informed. Freely you have received. Come on out. Now it's time to freely give. Don't worry. I'm not talking about passing the buckets one more time. I'm talking about giving of your life. I'm talking about laying it all down. Laying... Laying aside the fear of man, not worried what about what everybody else thinks, going to actually step out and, 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 and inconvenience yourself, setting the alarm a little earlier to get up and spend time with the Lord, inconveniencing yourself to actually go and witness when? Just when you go to the store. Sure, come to be on the grave. Sure, come to church and minister at the altar. But everywhere we go, come on, not out of works or out of sense of some like strange, weird thing that you're going to earn your way to heaven because you can't and you won't. But at the end of the day, now that I've received this gift, I need to give it away. And you are anointed. You are you sitting in this church on the regular basis. I know many of your faces, and I know that you've been saturating for so long that if we poke you, the Holy Ghost is going to come out. If we wring you out like a sponge, it's coming out. 
There's more inside. Do you realize how much teaching we get at this church? you got more sermons in your belly with some meat in them that I would venture to say some Christians actually get served for 30 years in other churches. I don't mean that in like a negative way to, to others. I'm just telling you, Pastor Frank is carrying an anointing and also he is saturating himself in the Word of God. He's bringing that good stuff. And so you you can't be sitting there waiting. I'm just waiting until I have it together. That ain't happening. Or until I get enough. If you've got a testimony, come on now. Freely you've been given something, your salvation, then it's time to move out and go and, and get her done. Amen. Acts 28, 30 to 31. Then Paul dwelt two years in his own rented house and received all who came to him. Preaching, what is he preaching now? Hmm. The kingdom of God is what he's preaching and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, not one forbidding him. Have you ever thought about actually starting a life group or a small group? See, we get so hung up on terminology, but actually even starting a life group with some people that don't even know the Lord yet. Maybe you're really good at being hospitable. Maybe you're really good at cooking. Maybe you should actually invite your neighbors in your apartment complex to come on over and have that some of that spaghetti dinner that you just like, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you do, right? But invite them over there and say, come on, you know what? I just want to tell, I got to tell y'all what's happened to me. And you just go ahead and you do what? You preach, you teach, and you share the kingdom. The love of God, the compassion of Jesus. Hey, any of you guys need prayer for something? You can do it. Not only can you do it, you need to do it. And when do you need to do it? You need to do it now. Like not this second now, because you're in church. But I pray that there would be a divine, there's a stirring in some, I bet you there's at least ten people that that's resonating with, and you're thinking, Oh, yeah, I could easily do that. You need to tell one of your section pastors and say, hey, we doing that. It's going to. Can you imagine if all of a sudden there were 10 people that actually that some of you are actually catching this while you're online. If you imagine if 10 did that and five people came to eat 10 of those things, that's 50 new people in the kingdom of God. Bam, like that. The power of multiplication is significant, by the way. All right. So what's Paul preaching? The kingdom. He's preaching the kingdom and he's demonstrating the kingdom. First Thessalonians 2, 11 through 12. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as their father does his own children and that you walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So, you know, that's what I was making reference to early on. It begins with the fact that you realize that you have been called into the kingdom. Right? Because freely we have received, so freely we give. So you've been called into this kingdom, it says. And like John 3, you go there with me, verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the kingdom. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot what? See the kingdom. So you walking in there, you say, hey, the kingdom of God is at hand. And they're like, huh? Right? Because they can't see it yet. 
But then you start telling them about this king of kings, and all of a sudden, and you're praying with them, they get born again, then all of a sudden they can start to see the kingdom of God. And it happens just like that. So let's read on. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So there's a progression here. First of all, you've got to see the kingdom. And then second of all, you've got to go enter the kingdom. So you and I, we get born again, we begin to see the kingdom of God, and then we start to enter in the kingdom of God. When you and I talk about saturating, and we're talking about being in the presence of the Lord, you are stepping over. Now, now, the reality is, is once we're born again, we've been what? Translated or um, delivered. I'll read it in Colossians 1 verse 13. It says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness... And conveyed us or translated us or transported us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So when you and I are born again, we get plucked out of one kingdom or and out of the influence of darkness. And we get transported into another kingdom, the kingdom of God. And so now when we get saved, right, we're in this other kingdom. And now it's, it's a whole new world that we are operating in. So the reality is, is that's what actually took place when you got saved. Now, when we come under the influence of the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden, what? The kingdom of God becomes tangible. The kingdom of God becomes a realm in which we become aware. So when we are baptized in the Holy Ghost, what happens? We become aware of the heavenly kingdom in which we already are citizens, or we are already citizens of, and we're already in his kingdom, right? When we're born again. But the fact is, when we step over into the other realm experientially we step over and we are aware of the kingdom of God. When we're walking in the anointing and we start to preach and we teach the kingdom of God is at hand, guess what happens? Whoa, the kingdom of God floods in there. We need to open up our mouth. Why? Because we are an agent of the kingdom of God. We are an ambassador of the king. And wherever we go, wherever our feet go, right? That's our ground to take. On behalf of who? Jesus. We're operating in his kingdom. Wherever we go, the kingdom is going with us. The king actually is with us. The Holy Ghost is with us. And we are able to go and demonstrate, come on now, and then see manifest the kingdom of God. You carry an anointing from the Holy One, the scripture says. You do. Thank you, Lord. I felt like I was at Catholic Church for a second. I went to a wedding the other night when they held up the Eucharist. There was these bells ringing and all of a sudden. I was like, whoa, check this out. Okay, sorry. I digress. There's an anointing that you have. I was just waiting for the next one. But to have an expectation... Of the saturation effect that, 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 that we at Victory Church have. That when you step out and as soon as you speak, think about how God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke, let there be light, and light was. 
Think about, and who, who was present in Genesis at the beginning? Oh, who's hovering over the face of the water? The Holy Ghost. Come on now. God the Father speaking. He speaks what? Words. Who's the word of the Father? Jesus is on the scene. The Holy Ghost is hovering. Man, when you come on the scene as an anointed son or daughter of the Lord, and you become and say, rise up, pick up your bed and walk. Come on now. Guess who's on the scene? The Holy Ghost is hovering. He's looking to manifest himself. He's looking to demonstrate his goodness, his kindness to a hurting generation. There is more power in this room right now, locked up inside of you, that could shake not only the greater New Orleans area, but this entire state. All it takes is one willing vessel. You might get average Joe saved, or you, or, or Joel, or whoever, but you might actually see Billy Graham, the next Billy Graham saved. Irregardless, it is a soul saved. You and I were meant to have an impact. You and I were meant to preach the kingdom. You and I were meant to demonstrate the, the anointing of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me get ready to wrap up because I'm looking at the time. So Matthew 6, 9 through 11. In this manner, therefore pray, Jesus said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is telling them how to pray. Your kingdom come, Father. So it's the will of God. Would Jesus tell us to pray anything that would be not the will? Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Try that tomorrow morning. Before your feet leave the threshold of your house, utter those words. Lord, today, let your kingdom come. Lord, let your will be done. Woo! You are born again, victorious, declared righteous by faith in Christ Jesus. And you have what you need in order to defeat any attack of the enemy. And not only to defeat attacks of the enemy, but to actually slay giants in the land. Come on now. It's time to rise up, church. It's time for us to go and take the land. It's time to go after one soul. It's time to go and get some people and bring them into the church. It's time to get some people saved. What a joy it is. Woo! I, you know, when you... Man, it's like Lay's potato chips, man. You can't eat just one. That's what the advertisement says. You get one soul, somebody... Oh, thank you. You're hooked all of a sudden. 